Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show. Hell of the tape. 49ers versus Seahawks. Round three. And the 49ers have pretty much had their way with the Seahawks so far. Some interesting things, including, you know, in the week two matchup, Trey Lance goes down, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, the 49ers blow out the Seahawks 27-7. to uh, That touchdown, not on offense, that touchdown on a blocked field goal. Then you 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 know transform and go faster all the way to week fifteen, and that's where you find the 49ers getting a victory with Brock Purdy at the helm, twenty one to thirteen on Thursday night football, and that's kind of where we're at now. We're gonna have a third matchup, 49ers Seahawks. Uh, but let's discuss how these teams have been trending, uh, what directions they're going, how they finished on offense and defense. Really take a deep dive into both rosters and where they sit right now heading into this. Super wild card matchup where you're going to have the 49ers playing a team for the third time. It it happened last year with the Rams. Of course, that was the NFC Championship game. It didn't go the Niners' way, but they were very hurt. Uh, they had a lot of players out with injury, and they even had one starting the game at quarterback that was injured in Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not the case this time. They have a healthy quarterback in Brock Purdy. He's been playing well. The 49ers have been trending in the right direction, and Seattle just had a tough win over a division rival, 19-16 in overtime, defeating the Rams to make the playoffs. They have had their back against the wall. They know what that means. So I don't think this is going to be one of those things where Seattle's going to go without a fight. It's going to be a fun matchup. But let's get into it a little bit. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are 9-8. and eight. The 49ers finished at 13-4. and four. 49ers on a 10-game winning streak. Seattle did win their last two football games. It went on a little bit of a skid there. For a while where they sort of struggled uh it, it was it was losses against tampa bay uh where it looked like they had it won they lost then they lost the las vegas raiders 
in a shootout in overtime uh, where you get the Josh Jacobs long run for a touchdown. Uh, then they beat the Rams. So they've been able to have the Rams number this year, but then they lost to Carolina, lost to the 49ers on Thursday Night Football, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs because if you lose to the 49ers, you're losing the next week. 15-0 and 0 the 49ers were this season uh, for, you know, are the teams that played the 49ers lost uh, the next week. It was 15-0. and 0. It's crazy. Uh, but then they finished with a nice win over the New York Jets and then, of course, the overtime win against the Rams. So the Seahawks finished with a good overall stretch there coming into the wild card round where you know this is the two versus seven matchups you expect it to be a little bit one-sided in the 49ers direction now let's look at the offensive ranks uh the 49ers rank sixth in the nfl in scoring at 26.5 points per game now a big reason why that's the case is the 49ers struggled early on in the season to score points uh but as of late have come on absolutely strong uh, scoring a bunch of points uh, under Brock Purdy. Now, it, they had a, a couple of games with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. In fact, three games where they scored over 30. But listen to Brock Purdy at the helm, what it's looked like. 33 for, versus the Dolphins, 35 versus Tampa Bay, 37 against the Washington Commanders, 37 against the Raiders, 38 against the Arizona Cardinals. The only one that's not a 30-point-plus game is the game in Seattle on Thursday Night Football with an injured Brock Purdy. So I think that right now this offense is clicking and going in the right direction. Six overall at 26.5 yards per game or a point uh, points per game. And I think that's pretty spectacular. They've been scoring a lot of points and that's exactly what you have to do in this league. If you want to win uh, yardage wise, they're in the top, you know, top uh, five as well uh, up there towards the top. The Seahawks are sitting ninth best in scoring offense, and they're 14th best in yards. Uh, they score about 23.9 yards per or points per game. So you see the little bit of difference. It doesn't seem like a lot. It's three, uh, but there are some trends there. The Seattle Seahawks are sort of trending the other way in scoring. They were off to a slow start in the first two games, of course, because they only scored seven against the 49ers, and they played a very tough Broncos in week one. But after that, they went on a little bit of terror, including a 48-point performance against Detroit, 32 against New Orleans. That's fantastic. 37 on the Chargers, 31 on the Cardinals, and then 34 on the Raiders. Those are their big performances. But the last several games, uh, it, it's been a little bit of struggle. They scored 13 against the 49ers, 10 against Kansas City. They did get 23 against the Jets, but then only 19 against the Rams. So their offense has been trending in a different direction as far as points scored compared to what it was early on. So that 23.9, you know, could be a little deceiving where the 49ers are growing. Uh, the addition of Christian McCaffrey, the week of the Kansas City game, has helped the 49ers start to grow and, and score more points. Brock Purdy, of course, as well. The 49ers trending in the right direction where it looks like the Seattle Seahawks are trending a little bit in the other direction. Now let's look at the defensive ranks. The 49ers, of course, rank first. Uh, in scoring defense, they rank first in yards. It's a pretty spectacular uh, defense so far this year. It's been fun to watch uh, and, you know, really enjoyed watching how the 49ers have performed this year. The defense has been one of the bright spots all year long. Now, of course, they've had some slip-ups lately, but when you only give up 16.3 points per game and only 277 points overall, the next closest team was the Philadelphia Eagles. And they gave up 344 points 
Uh, that's a huge, huge difference. It's uh, 67. I mean, that 67 points is a huge difference between the two. The 49ers, the only one that gave up under 20 points. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, there was one more. The New York Jets gave up under 20 points per game. Uh, and the, so did the Buffalo Bills. But the 49ers are one of those ones that are right there. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, they're at the other end of the spectrum. Remember, they had 23.9 points per game on offense, on defense. They give up 23.6 points per game. So they're not a huge point differential there between the two where the 49ers have a very big differential. The Seattle Seahawks don't. The 49ers can definitely score points against the Seahawks team. And I think that's one of the things to monitor as we go into this game. But uh, Seahawks, not one of the best defenses, even though they've been playing better defense as of late. I mean, some of their scoring, I mean, this is just over the last several weeks. Um, you know, they, they've still given up a lot of points to, uh, they gave up 21 to the 49ers, 24 to Kansas City. What I mean, Kansas City's Kansas City. Um, so remember that, but they only give up six to the New York Jets. Probably a struggle there. So I'm probably giving the Seattle Seahawks too much credit uh, because they still have been getting, you know, bored upon pretty rapidly on D and on defense. You know, they're just giving up points and uh, they're still, you know, allowing teams to run the football on them when they've played better against the run. Those are the games they do better against the Jets. They only give up 75 yards. Uh, but, you know, the single digits against Kansas City and the Jets in the run game, everything else is still explosions uh, in the run game. So uh, they still give up a lot of points. And I think that's a big difference in this game where the Foreigners have a very good run offense and run defense. The Seahawks have a good run offense, but not a good run defense. Now let's click over to special teams. Uh, special teams, the 49ers ranked 13th and the Seahawks ranked 9th. This is the advantage of the Seattle Seahawks. They definitely have a really good special teams unit they have for a long time. They have good returners as well. Uh, so this is something that you know they're going to have to work on. Brian Snyder is going to have to come up with a good plan to make sure he neutralizes the return game of the Seattle Seahawks and plays field position. There were times in the last game in Thursday night football that Seattle was able to get good returns and get good field position. And when you have a defense like the 49ers do, you want to make sure you can pin these guys back. So will the 49ers go with a directional kick on kickoff or will they kick it you know, through the end zone and allow the Seahawks to start at the 25? That could be the best option. We'll see how Brian Snyder plays it. And Snyder, very familiar with Pete Carroll. Uh, coached there for a long time, and he's the one that got the special teams in Seattle playing at a high level. So I think that he's going to want to go in there and you know be very effective. And I think they're going to have to be on the lookout for anything crazy coming from Seattle. Seattle knows they have to find ways to make plays against this 49ers team. Special teams could be one of those ways. So you have to make sure punt safe. Uh, keep your starting defense out there and make sure there's no funny business when you get on one of these fourth and threes or shorters shorter that they don't try to do something else so i think special teams is going to play a, a big role in this football game and it did all throughout the playoffs in the 2021 run for the 49ers including gordon willis with a huge pump block that ends up being a touchdown that sends the 49ers to the nfc championship game so uh, special teams is a area of strength for the seattle seahawks not exactly a weakness for the 49ers just a spot where the seahawks have an advantage now let's go to turnovers the 49ers have the best turnover differential in the entire league, uh, plus 13, which means they have, uh, you know, caused more turnovers than they've given up. 
And I think that's always a good you know spot to be in. You want to be in plus territory. And the 49ers are, are plus 13. They, 49ers have had 20 interceptions and 10 fumbles on the season that they've been able to get. Uh, 30 turnovers created. And then on offense, the 49ers have had nine interceptions and eight fumbles, so 17 total. That's one of the best in the league for the 40 for the 49ers as far as protecting the football. And in fact, it is the best in the league at protecting the football. So the 49ers were the best in the league at protecting the football and the best at creating turnovers. Uh, that's how you become a really good football team in this league where Seattle is not in that ca- category. They're about middle of the road. You know, 16 would be middle of the road. Seattle is at plus two on the season as far as their differential uh, they have, you know, created some turnovers on defense. They created 25, so five less than the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, but they've turned the ball over more, including 12 interceptions. And, you know, I think that's one thing that Geno has not done is taking care of the football and 11 fumbles. And we know the 49ers took advantage of a fumble in the Thursday night football game. Dre Greenlaw knocks the ball out of Travis Homer's hands. And next thing you know, you've got a big play. So, I think that the 49ers have a lot of advantages in this football game. Uh, you see it on the just you know going through the tail of the tape. The 49ers with a top five offense, the 49ers with the number one defense, um, the 49ers best in turnover, you know, uh ratio. And then you've got the Seattle Seahawks, who are one of the one of the bottom of you know five as far as defense, um, you know, middle of the road as far as as turnovers and offense, they're top 10 um, and special teams are top 10. So you see how these teams are built. Uh, a lot of it's going to go into some of these matchups that we're going to find in the football game and whether the Seattle Seahawks are going to be healthy on the interior because they've been dealing with injuries to players like Al Woods and Shelby Harris. Uh, those guys have been in and out of practice. They've also been dealing with injuries to Ryan Neal, the safety. So, if those guys don't play on the interior, if Shelby Harris and Al Woods for any reason don't play, and I kind of think they're going to for the mere fact of how important this football game is, but if they don't, the 49ers are going to be able to have their way in the running game. Uh, whoever is able to handle the running game is going to win this football game, and that's one of the trends of this Seattle Seahawks team is they have kind of changed the way. I mean, their scoring has went down. We talked about that earlier. Uh, they haven't been scoring as many points as they did early on in the season. And part of that is some of the attention that they've turned to the run game in the last three weeks. So they played the 49ers on December 15th. That was the Thursday night football game. And they rushed for 70 yards. That was it. That was, uh, And it was a stretch right there. Their, their struggles uh, to win were a lot of it because of the running game. Only 39 yards against Tampa Bay. Only 65 yards against the Raiders. Uh, they got 90 against the Rams, so they won. But then they only got 46 against Carolina, 70 against the 49ers. Those are losses. After the 49ers, they've been running for 100-plus in every single game. 133 against Kansas City. They did still lose to Kansas City. But then 198 against the Jets and 197 against the Rams. Two straight weeks of rushing for nearly 200 yards. They've been putting the ball in Kenneth Walker's hands. And they've been letting him go out there and try to execute and and win these football games. Pete Carroll going back, you know, to running the football and playing, you know, solid defense. 
Uh, that's what he's trying to do right now. And it, so far, it worked over the last couple of weeks. You know, will they be able to keep that going? Kenneth Walker, you know, I mean, he's he started in 11 games this season, and he had a, 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 a 10, um, 1050, so 1,050 yards. He had nine touchdowns. He's averaging 4.6 yards per carry and about 70 yards per game. He's going to have to have a huge game to be able to beat the 49ers. Whoever establishes the run game first and is able to get it going and get first downs is going to win this football game, especially when you throw in the weather conditions, how bad it'll be, we'll see. Uh, I don't think either team should be highly affected by it. I think if there's a heavy wind, uh, both passing games could be affected by it, and that's something to monitor as well. Maybe the deep shot opportunities that maybe Seattle would love to take uh, won't be there because it's harder to get those you know, plays down the field. Uh, Gino has a strong arm, but we'll see how that plays out. But I think it's one of those things that's interesting um, about this matchup is just some of the, you know, some of the keys, you know, who's matching up against who. And I think the interior defensive line for Seattle is going to be the big reason why the 49ers can either run the ball or they can't. Now, the 49ers have had success rushing the football uh, pretty consistently. Their offense has been balanced. But as we talked about, you know, before, the 49ers aren't held under 100 yards rushing uh, pretty much at all. I mean, there's it's only happened in uh, the Denver game, the Rams game, where they were both 88 yards both times. Uh, the loss to Atlanta, so you can see, not successful. The loss to Denver under 100 yards. Uh, the game they shut out but only scored 13 points against New Orleans, 96 yards. But on this stretch, since they've got Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy came in, they came after the Saints, Miami Dolphins, the 49ers ran for 121 yards. Then they ran for 209 against Tampa Bay, 170 on Thursday night against Seattle, 153 against a very good Washington Commanders team, 170 against the Las Vegas Raiders, and then 169 against the Arizona Cardinals. And we know they could have easily done a lot more in that football game. So the 49ers, when they rush the ball well, are hard to beat. And they're two times playing the Seahawks, uh, they one time they ran for 189. That was in week two, and in in week fi uh, week 15 they ran for 170. So the key to beating Seattle for the 49ers has been run the football, play action. Now they're going to have Debo Samuel in the first matchup against Seattle. They didn't have George Kittle. They didn't have Christian McCaffrey. Of course, he wasn't on the team. Then when they played him in the Thursday night matchup, they didn't have Debo Samuel. They had a hurt Brock Purdy. I, I think this is one of those things that's interesting with the matchups. I mean, Seattle still got players. I mean, they do. They still got good weapons on offense. They got good players on defense. Uh, they have the young tackles, Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas. They're going to have to deal with, you know, Nick Bosa. But uh, when you're looking at weapons, we've mentioned Kenneth Walker. But the wide receivers, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Cade Johnson, not bad. And from what I've seen from Kobe Parkinson, he's having a pretty good here, uh, Noah Fant, the big acquisition from Denver, has been dealing with a little bit of a knee. But, you know, their offensive line has played together. Now, they have lost a lot of speed. Marquise Goodwin, he's on IR. D, uh, D. Eskridge, he's on IR. Those things are going to hurt. Will Disley, also on IR, the tight end. So there are some areas where the 49ers definitely have a distinct advantage. And I think that's why it was fun to go through the numbers and kind of look you know, at where the 49ers have an advantage, and the 49ers have an advantage on offense as far as they're more well-rounded, they're more balanced. Uh, you know, if Geno gets going, he can have a good game. But on defense, the 49ers are just a much better defense, you know, first overall 
uh, defense compared, you know, to what you're getting from Seattle, where they're 26th. And uh, it's just a, it's a big difference between the two defenses and how they stop the run. The 49ers first against stopping the run in the entire league. And that's what Seattle wants to do against you. So I think if it turns into one of those nasty games, the 49ers defense can show up and show out. And we know that the advantage that the 49ers have in the turnover battle, uh, that is something that the 49ers have a huge advantage in. Plus 13. If you win the turnover battle and you're able to run the football, you're going to win games in the playoffs. So uh, it's it's one of those things that's it's going to be fun to watch. This overall game is going to be fantastic. I hope everyone's looking forward to it. Thank you, everyone, for coming through and checking out the tail of the tape. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer, leave them in the comment section. I'd love to get to those. If you like the video, uh, like the content that's on the channel, if you'd please like it, that'd be great. If you like the content, go ahead and subscribe. Really appreciate all the subscribers that we've got. Welcome to the 49ers Cutback crew. Looking forward to more 49ers content coming out this week. Ant Hill Show, Cover 2, the Game Preview Show, uh, the Madden Simulation, all still coming your way. Thanks, everyone, for all the support. Really appreciate everybody that comes through and watches the videos. 49ers for Seahawks is on its way Saturday. It's going to be a fun one. Until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.